Our first reading is taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 16, beginning at verse 22, and you can find it on page 67 of the Pew Bibles. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much food, two omers apiece. When all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, This is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. And all that is left over put aside to be kept until morning. So they put it aside until morning as Moses commanded them. And it did not become foul, and there were no worms in it. Moses said, Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. For six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, there, there will be none. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather And they found none. The Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and instructions? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you food for two days. Each of you stay where you are. Do not leave your place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the second reading is from Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, um, verses 38 to 42, and you can find it on page 77 of your pew Bibles. Jesus visits Mary and Martha. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. our heads and pray. Father, we pray that you'd speak into our lives today. Encourage us, guide us, bless us for your honor and glory. Amen. Well, folks, um, we are um, looking, we looked last week at Sabbath and Sabbath resting and we're looking 
today again at at this time a Sabbath resting and 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 escaping from busyness. I have my daughter from Melbourne staying with us, and she's called Sarah, and she's brought with her Isabel Susan, who is five months old tomorrow. <laughs> she's been with us now for two weeks, and sadly we'll say goodbye to her on Friday, but anyway, Carol and I are trying not to think about that. <laughs> and... Watching my daughter with a baby that size, any talk of her having a Sabbath rest (laughs) would be absolute nonsense. Because Isabel is a delightful baby, of course, yes. But Isabel is work, eh? Work. <laughs> I can see it on the on, on your faces that you know the work that a, baby, that a baby is. So how do we how do we do this? How do we do this thing of 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 listening to what God says? Because God obviously really believes in, in in rest, and that it's not good for us just to carry on working and working and working all the time. It's clear from the scriptures, many places, that he does. And yet the realities are different, aren't they? One of our young mothers went off to a, on a holiday to Spain. And I can't remember whether she said it was seven days or ten days or two weeks. Those are just details I can't remember. But I do remember the look on her face when she said, and I had one day holiday. Eh? That's what it's like with little ones. It's work. Yep. And the monk, she treasured that one day. So, let's look at this passage, because it's a lovely passage. It's from, from Luke 10, 38. Jesus and his disciples are on their way. They come to a certain village, and at this village... A woman called Martha welcomes them into her home. She opened her home to them. And, and it's, it's, it's just, let's try and picture it. What, because what, what did this woman look like? Was she tall? Was she big? Was she small? We have absolutely no clue what Martha looked like. How old she was? But what we can imagine was this is a lovely, open-hearted, loving woman with the biggest smile on your face, welcoming Jesus into her home. This is a big, generous woman. She is richly generous. Because when you welcome Jesus into your house... (laughs) There's the disciples all traipsing along as well. Hey, suddenly you've got rent a crowd. They're all in there. Hey. And I, I, I would suggest to you that as each one came through the door, her smile didn't dis- dis- go from her face. 
Because Martha was that kind of person. She was a worker. Yeah? She got on and worked. And so that's what she did. She opened the home, her home to them. Jesus sits down and starts to, to teach. Yeah, which was what he would do. There probably were other people there, not just disciples. There would have been some of the crowd coming along as well. And his, her sister, Mary, she sits and listens <laughs> and leaves Martha to do the work. Those of you who've got brothers and sisters will start to think into the situation what was going on between the two sisters. Was it that Mary was lazy? I don't think she was lazy. No. But she, Mary probably knew that Martha was, was really good at getting on and doing. Yeah? And she, I, I, I suggest to you that she was. She was a worker. And when she was working and doing the things, that's, that was her talent. She was good at it. Yeah? But the mountain of work leads to a problem. Yeah? And it becomes a problem, and Mary is not aware of it at all, because Mary is loving being with Jesus, soaking up what he has to say. So Martha, eventually, maybe it was after the tenth plate <laughs> and washing and drying the tenth plate. Maybe it was that. She says to Jesus, Jesus, please, man, speak to my sister. I need some help. And Jesus knows that she needs help. But very gently corrects her. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You're worried and upset by many things. But only one thing is better. And it will not be taken away from her. Away from Mary. Martha was doing what had to be done. But Mary was taking the moment to listen to this man who'd come into their village and into their home. And then, depending on what sort of a background she had, she, she might have been aware of just how messianic this whole event is, would have been. And so she's listening and friends, therefore, in, in all the busyness of our lives, it's wise for us to make space to listen to what God says to us. The story of Mary and Martha goes on because we, in John's gospel, they have a brother a brother whom Jesus loved, and his name was 
Lazarus. And Lazarus dies. And the sisters call Jesus. And again, you've got this little cameo of, 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 of sisters. Because when Jesus gets there four days later, Martha is the one who goes out to him and says to him, you know, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. So Martha clearly, in spite of all her busyness, has come to a lively faith herself. Yeah? She's, she, she, she did all the dishes and, and still believed in Jesus. She just hadn't soaked up as much as Mary had. So she goes out and meets, meets Jesus. And Mary, Mary doesn't go out. Mary stays where she is, grieving for her brother. Hey? We have that lovely moving bit where Jesus sees Mary crying, sees Jesus weeping, and then he weeps. He loves this family. These people are really, really dear to him. And then we have that thing of him raising, saying to move the stone, and Martha saying to him, There'll be a stink. <laughs> Don't do it, you're going to stink. Yeah? Just clean the house. <laughs> and out comes the dead man. Then, a few, few days later, it is Mary who goes to Jesus, takes that expensive jar of, of perfume, breaks, breaks it open, and with her hair and her tears... She washes Jesus' feet, preparing, his, preparing him, anointing him for burial. And as Mary did that, and as she wept, and as she anointed Jesus with this perfume, she must have been doing it. She must have been doing it because her brother was alive. Yes? But she must have also been doing it because of the things which she had learned about God and about Jesus and about life and about forgiveness and about love. And the, her doing that was, just an ex, was, a, was a powerful expression of gratitude and of deep, deep-hearted devotion to Christ. And isn't that the thing about taking time to know God and to rest is to get away from busyness. Isn't that the thing? That our, our devotion to God increases. We take time to love Him and it gets better. It's just like any relationship. You've got to work at it. You've got to give it time. And if we clutter our lives too much, then we miss out. We pay, we miss out on, 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 the, on the better way. So her, her devotion, her love grows. Which brings me to this point. The thing about resting in the New Testament is this. Hebrews, Hebrews 4. Resting and faith are 
inextricably linked. She rested at Jesus' feet, but her faith was growing. We are called to rest, but we rest through our faith in Jesus. What I'm saying is that the, 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 there's no New Testament injunction for us to keep a Sabbath rest, a, a day like, like, like it would have been in, 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 in Judaism. And, you, and that's, that's logical because so many of the people who were taking the Christian faith in that early New Testament period were slaves. Slaves couldn't choose to have a day off, could they? It was impossible. They had to do whatever the master wanted them to do, 24-7, yeah? And so Hebrews writes to, to, to the people of his time, and he talks about how the, Sabbath, how the rest, the rest and faith. Because when you and I are trusting in God, we are at rest. yes. And when we stop trusting God, our souls are not at rest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And when we step out of alignment with God and we do our own thing, we can't be at rest, can we? When we start to rebel against what God says and we, we, we get consumed with things like jealousy and envy and all sorts of stuff, our souls aren't at rest. <laughs> You and I are at rest when we are trusting God. We're trusting our Father. Because God knows. God cares. God understands. God is powerful. (coughs) And in all the things which you have to do, all the merry, merry things, things at work, things at home things in the community, things in the church. So long as you're letting your faith guide you, whether you're busy or whether you're quiet, you're at rest. And then the scriptures, Hebrews talks about, and then there remaineth yet a Sabbath rest unto the people of God. The The great rest. When you and I Stand before that great white throne and him who's on it. <coughs> come, you children, my children, come into the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Amen.